Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I am talking with Steve Brody. Uh, Steve, thanks for being my guest today. Good, Michael. I'm, I'm uh, glad to be available and, and looking forward to our conversation. Well, it's going to be exciting uh, for my audience. They are going to hear uh, from an expert extraordinaire. Steve is a, uh, has been an executive coach. He's an author. He's a former CEO. He has 30 years of marketing experience, management experience, consulting with really, really large organizations and, and really small ones, too. So he's been all over the board. Um, he's been active over the years with Vistage International, and he's run mastermind groups. And currently, he, he helps business owners connect and, and really, what I say, think differently. And I, I met Steve a few weeks ago, and he's got my wheels turning as far as our business Steve's focus is, um, I love how you put this, Steve, you're, is the intersection between leadership, strategic planning, and an exit plan for your business. That's your focus. I love that. And um, that's, what, that's really what I want to talk about, Steve, is, are those three things, because you, you have a phrase that you use when we talk. Um, I talk to business owners all the time and, and people at church and, and different, especially men, and I say, okay, what happens when you get hit by a truck and you're taken out? What happens to your family? In your context, Steve, what happens to your business when something happens to you? And, and you get this, this kind of three-step process, Steve, that I want to talk about that you walk business owners through to uh, really help them prepare, maybe not just for that day, but for any day, for the retirement day. Talk to us about those three steps. Uh, what are they? And then let, let's let's unpack them a little bit as it relates to a business owner, regardless of the size of the business. What are those three steps? Sure. So the, um, you know, what what we're going to include and what I'm going to cover with you, Michael, is that my audience is privately held companies, privately held companies that are in the, the middle market space, and and for me that means someone who is on you know on the low end. Uh, about $20 million in revenue up to about 200 million is, is the size range of what I focus on with my, with my CEO coaching clients. But, but the operative language is these are all privately held companies. Now, these companies all have a challenge. They have, I mean, they're not a public company. They don't in essence have a board of directors. So it's their business. Maybe they have a partner. Very often they don't have a partner. So what I'm dealing with them in these three areas that I mentioned to you, there's three things that I focus with, with them as we go forward with the nature of our conversation. It's the, and it's the intersection of those three. What are those three? The first step, the first area is about leadership, which means what do they understand about themselves in terms of being a leader? And how do they know? Have people told them? Have they, have they just uh, had an analysis done with someone else? Well, that can lead to using a, a behavioral assessment, which is very popular now, nowadays on, on doing that. And, and I use the Berkman profile, 
to, to help them understand what is their desire, what, what is their what is their passion. Okay. And when you say Berkman, you're talking you're talking profiles kind of like we, we commonly refer to them as the disc profile, the Myers Briggs profile, something like that. You use a different one called the Berkman. Yes. That, that's what you're kind of talking about. Okay. That's what I mean. It's a very hot field in recent years. Yeah. The ones you mentioned are well known. Berkman is another one that is nationwide and, and global and 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 it's a personality assessment. Mm -hmm. It's not a test, meaning a lot of my CEOs want to say it's a test and can I use this to hire someone? It's not a test because that would imply there's a right and wrong answer. Yes. Well, you know that in terms of leadership, there is no right and wrong answer. Right. There is only preferences. And, and the question becomes, so what is your preference? What is your natural style? And we need to tune into that. This is a good instrument to help you do that, like some of the others. But we need to tune into what is your style. So that's all in, in step one of getting to understand what is leadership all about and, and, and have some focus on how they go about it. And that becomes a, a significant conversation. Now, that area, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, it's really important what you just said there is knowing yourself Okay. I'm a leader. You're a leader. We probably lead differently. One of the first books I read, I mean, this was 35 years ago, was John Maxwell's Developing the Leader Within uh, yeah. You. Yeah. Great book, really transformational for me. But I lead in a certain way because of, of who I am, how God's made me, right? You lead differently. We're both leaders, but understanding I don't need to be you to lead my organization. I can learn from you, but I need to be me and exhibit my leadership skills. And because of that, I'm going to attract a certain type of person probably in my organization. But I, I really liked how you said that is, is leadership begins by really knowing yourself. And that's where that, that personality yeah. profile thing comes yeah. in. But also just understanding how are you wired? And it's okay. You can be a leader regardless of how you're wired. So I just wanted to pop that in there real quick. That's, that was really good, knowing yourself. So what's now step two? I, I, I interrupted you. Yeah. So well, no, 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 that's fine. And, and, and even more importantly, before step two about knowing yourself is that you, you need to understand how you want to complement your team around you. Because like you said, not everyone is going to be like you. And depending on what you're... So if you're a very analytical person and you like to study things and you want to look at trends and you want to audit things and all of that, that's... That's one type of behavior, but you may need someone around you or supplementing you that is someone who is going to have the outside influence or the persuasion or someone who's going to be more sales and marketing or maybe that's not you, but you need that for your organization. So it, the question becomes, how do you complement your team? And that's where that becomes very helpful, very helpful. Now, we move to the second area. The second area that I that I get involved with, which is where is the company going? So once you understand about your leadership behavior, the I'm sorry, I'm going to just mute for a minute because I, my phone keeps ringing. Yeah, that's okay. So what you know what we're talking about is is leadership in in the context of um, running a business because we're all leaders, and but we're wired differently. And what you just said there, Steve, is really important because. I'm, I'm not the analytical guy in my company, right? I'm the visionary. And what I've learned is I've got to bring people around me who aren't necessarily the visionary, but they're the integrator. They're the implementer. 
they can take my wacky ideas and put the feet on the ground and make them happen. Uh, that's that's leadership, but not right. every leader has to be a visionary like me, right? So it's- You're not gonna do, you aren't gonna do, you as the CEO, you aren't gonna do everything well. Can't. And, and you have to know that about yourself so that you need some people around you or you even outsource and get some help if it's not an internal person. But you have to know that because you're not going to do everything well. Right. And so that, that's a challenge you have to deal with. Now, then where that leads to in the second area that I focus on is what about the direction of the company? Now, the direction is often called strategic planning, which means where do you want to go? Where do you want to take the company? Because, you know, you've heard many, many statements and some of these are trite statements, but sometimes, you know, the trite statements are very true, which is if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. <laughs> so one of the difficult choices of a CEO is you've got to pick a direction. Mm -hmm. And there are some alternatives that, that, that are, are, are widely available. And that's an area that we dig into some. I use another tool called the Rockefeller Habits, which is an approach to look at what are some of the choices on strategy, on planning, and can you get your whole team aligned with that? Are you operationally focused? Is it kind of an environment with tasks and projects and operations? Or are you focused on product and service innovations, which means developing new things, coming out with the next product or the next service? Or the third area is often referred to as customer intimacy. And that means, do you do things and create it specifically, customize it for each customer? Now, some CEOs will tell you when we go through this, oh, we have to do all three of those things. Well, let me give you a, a comment. <laughs> if, if you try to do all three, Michael, see, I want you to come across from my marketing background in the years with Coca-Cola where I was, I want you to be able to come across with your prospect and customer as either, either black or white. And by the way, that's really hard to do. I'm saying choose. If you say I have to do all three of those things that I just mentioned to you, you know what color you come off as to your prospect? You come off as gray. In other words, they don't know what it is that you are focused on. And so that's a difficult choice. So strategy is about the direction and then how you're going to get there because that's that's well, something that, that every company can't do the all things to all people. It just doesn't work well. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's really bad counsel. It, and it brings me back to the three words that I live by that my audience will probably know by now is, clarify, simplify, and multiply. And what you're talking is that stop is that top one is clarify who you are, what direction you're going. And when you do that, you it actually simplifies the rest of your business and your marketing because you're you're I'm going after this. It's just a hard uh, having absolute clarity is hard because we are always looking at what am I missing? Well what happens is you might miss something, but you're going to make it up when you when you have absolute about years ago, we clarified the, the marketing message for our company. We 
never looked back. Up until that point, we were all over the place trying to be all things to all people. And, and we finally landed on it. And it has, it just changed everything. It made everything more clear, more simple, and multiplied our every year. So it's, it really, what you're saying is absolutely true. It does. And, and it's difficult because people have a kind of a tendency. Well, you mean if I come off this way, if I focus on the black area or the white area, you mean I got to give up that other? It's like, no, you don't actually have to give it up. But your customer then may say, well, now I know what it is that you stand for. So I know what you're going to focus on. And you may then start to generate other services and products, but you need people to have that clarity that you're talking about. Now, then where that leads to, so that's the second area. Now, where that leads to is the third area, because the ultimate, when I said the planning part is what direction are you going? What's the future of the company? Well, now let's talk about the ultimate direction. We know that for anybody that owns a business, and and especially we're focused on private businesses here, Mm -hmm. the ultimate destination, there's an ultimate destination because none of us are going to to live forever. And, And the ultimate destination is I need to be thinking about at some point in time, do I want to exit this business? And if so, how do I exit this business? Right. Because there are some choices here. And this is a difficult discussion because how many people want to talk about their death, if you will? Now, yeah. I'll differentiate a private company from a public company or from a very, very large company. Those companies have a board of directors. And if something were to happen to you, if some crisis or something were to happen to the company, in those businesses, there's a formality that there will be a successor that is chosen through a process, but there are people who are authorized and empowered to do that. Here's the, now think of yourself in your private bit. Maybe you only have five employees or 10 employees or 50 employees, but normally you don't have, normally you don't have an operating board of directors. So the question that I ask a prospect when I get involved with someone in a conversation is, you know, Michael, I have a question for you. You've told me about your business. I understand where you think you'd like to go, but here's a question I have for you. What happens if the plane goes down? And then I stop and I, you know, I get the deer in the headlights look of, of, well, see, they think, and they normally answer my question the wrong way because they think that I'm asking them, have they thought about, and do they have a life insurance policy I'm not asking them about life insurance, mm-hmm. but, you know, they may say they have kids and still have to go to college or a spouse. And, and yeah, it'd be, maybe they have a hundred employees and yeah, it'd be difficult, but they say, I have a $10 million life insurance policy and that can be used for the, the future of my loved ones. Well, that isn't the question that I'm asking them. Right. You just told me how important these other employees are to you. You told me how dependent you are on this executive team, let's call it. What happens if you aren't there? Can they go forward and is there a plan? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a difficult part of the conversation yeah, because I would submit to you for any business owner, it's a prudent and, and it's a wise person who will talk about some contingencies because you may not be there forever. Well, and that's right. And it's, it's you know, your, your example of the plane going down, my example of getting hit by a truck, 
it came to to us a few years ago when when Steve Jobs, uh, running Apple, right, came out of the media and said, "Oh, by the way, I've got cancer and I'm going to pass away," and he passed away super suddenly, right, yeah. because he hadn't told anybody. And Apple did not implode. Apple's still going because they had a board of directors, they had a plan. But for most privately held companies, that might not be the case. That's what you're saying right there is what happens if, and your responsibility is not just to your immediate family with that life insurance program, praise God for that. What about the 50 employees and their families? We have a responsibility to them. That's what you're talking about here with strategic planning and, and exit planning. How are you setting your business up as I say, to run without you and really to run after you're gone, whether it's death or whether it's retirement, whatever it is, how do you set that up so that you're well, serving those employees, right? That's right. And there are a few ways that that can be considered, which I'll, I'll, I'll identify a few of those for you. So, you know, it, it's often been said that there are only two ways for a CEO to leave a company, only two ways. One is vertical and the other is horizontal. Now, vertical means you walk out. Vertical means it's your choice. You're, you're able to do something. It's sold or it's transferred or it happens through your choice. Horizontal means you're carried out. Now, yeah. that's a discussion that is not, you know, say, well, this isn't a discussion that we're saying everyone wants to willingly talk about. But I would suggest to you that as the CEO of a company, with employees and an obligation that you need to think about some contingency if some crisis occurs, because that's part of your obligation. So what are some of those choices? You know, I'm connected to a group that's based in Atlanta and a nationwide company that does exit planning. And, mm -hmm. and here are the four typical approaches that can be implemented in exit planning. And these don't necessarily happen in just 60 or 90 days. These take some time to develop or, or get implemented. So the first and, and very common approach is to an outside buyer. You, you sell the company to an outside buyer. Now that's called a strategic buyer. It, it can go to someone who's in the business, similar to your industry or in your company, or it could go to a financial buyer. We see more and more of those nowadays, banks or equity groups, and, but that's still an outside buyer. And, and so that's an outside sale. That normally takes the longest of the, the four steps that I'm gonna to describe to you. And typically to do it the right way that it'll benefit you as the owner, that is gonna take easily one to three years, to, depending on the, nature of how well prepared your company is with financials and audits and, and all of those type of areas. Uh, you may have some gaps that you haven't done and those things need to get put in place before someone is interested in, in, in looking at your details. So that can take some time and has to be done in a comprehensive way. There's the most work that's involved with that, preparation of a sale to an outside buyer. Okay. That's strategy number one. Strategy number two is you choose to sell to an inside buyer. Now, what does that mean? Often that is called an MBO is the abbreviation. What does that stand for? That's a management buyout. Okay. So what that means, you as the CEO decide 
at some point you have groomed a bunch of these people you think they can take over the business you would like them to be able to buy it from you that means a purchase price you're not going to give it to them so that's a management buyout many of those same steps that i described for the outside buyer have to be done for the internal buyers but it's a little bit more simplified meaning you know the people it's your team but you're going to need financing that financing may come from a bank some of it may be outside financing okay that makes sense and in many instances normally an outside bank is not going to finance the entire sale to inside people so where will the rest come from well Here's one of these hard look in the mirrors that you got to deal with. It's going to come from you, Mr. Sia. You're going to be the one financing it. So you'll take a note. You'll go to those people and say, here's the price I want, or you'll negotiate some value. And you'll say, I'll take a note and you guys can pay me. And you're going to pay. So you're going to step into the role of a banker for some time period. So that's an inside sale. You're going to sell to your people, but that also is going to take some time to get prepared for. So that's the second step. Now, the third step is similar to the, the third alternative, rather, not the third step, the third alternative. It's similar to an inside sale, except it's not a sale necessarily. It is you're going to transfer the business to someone that you know very well. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe you have a spouse in the company. Maybe you have a child who's in the business or a friend, and you're going to transfer the business to them. You, you could work out an arrangement over some point in time where they're going to pay you over some time period, and maybe it's going to be a future time period, meaning how the company performs. But, but that's going to be a transfer, and typically it's not going to be something where, where you're going to be getting maximum market value it's a situation where you're willing to take a certain amount because maybe you over a long period of time you've been able to access a bunch of the the funds in, in the company yeah so yeah. so that's a transfer as an alternative so that's the third alternative now the fourth and the last alternative let's say that for whatever reason none of those three areas become that i mentioned none of those three alternatives become very attractive. Well, the last area is you'll just continue to operate the business. And in your mind, you're going to decide how long you want to do that. You know, that becomes one of our conversations in, in the coaching conversation. But what you're going to do is you will gradually be taking and in an orderly fashion, you'll be taking money out of the company every year. Now you can't do this forever because normally a company has to make certain investments ongoing and certain things. So you still may have to invest funds, but you will decide how much of the, the cash can be excess cash that you'll take out of the company, put that into your own personal bank accounts. And so that is called a cash flow exit. And what that means is let's say it's going to be five years or seven years or some time period like that. At, at, at that point in time, once you've accumulated a certain amount of net worth that you're able to live on, that you've done your own financial plan that you're able to live on, now what you do is you just orderly close the business down. Yeah. 
yeah. we close it down in an orderly fashion, not in a crisis fashion, mm -hmm. in an orderly fashion. And, and yeah. so that's the fourth alternative. And by the way, an interesting thing can often happen if someone is, is going down that approach. When the word gets out or let's say communication about you and, and your business and what you're doing, it's very possible that some, that your phone may ring and someone may say, gee, I hear, Michael, that you're going to be, you know, in a year or two, you know, you know, maybe you and I could have a conversation about maybe I'd like to buy this. So it might actually lead to one of the other three. But, right. you know, but in essence, if you look at all of the alternatives that are out there, the, those four that I mentioned are really the most well-known and viable and, 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 and ones that can be planned for and, and therefore some amount of, of preparation and execution. Of yeah, those well, but the, and that's great because that, that pops us back up to the second step is strategic planning, right? In our company, I'm looking at a transfer to my son now. He, he's joined us back in the business. Now he's 26, right? So we've got a, quite a long road there, but I'm creating with him our 50 to 100 year vision for our company with the idea that, okay, if I'm going to hand this off in 10 years or 15 years, what does that look like? But even if you don't have a, a, a son in the business and you want to hand it off to maybe some employees, that's going to kind of play into and dictate who you hire, whom you grow and groom within your business, going back to your leadership. So all of these three really work together to they understand do. you have this thing called a business, going back to Michael Gerber and the E-Myth. It's, it's this right. thing that's really distinct from you. How are you going to build it, to grow it, to sustain it, not just for you, but for the next generation, whomever that is, and so it's just fascinating, this whole leadership, strategic planning, exit planning, it all ties together. You mentioned before we started recording, Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind. End in mind, sure. Isn't sure. that really what we're talking about here? But as business owners, we forget that. We get into it because we're passionate. We start building something and then we're like, wow. I'm, what, what, <laughs> what well, and you know, and you bring up a great point because, yeah, most of us of all heard and read that in Covey's books. And, and, and let me tell you something about that. It's easier to talk about that and read about it. So to, to think about the concept of begin with the end in mind, we yeah. all can read that and, and then, but to actually do it, Michael, it's, mu it's much harder yes. because you're going to say, well, you I mean, I've got to think about when I'm going to be gone or when I'm going to retire now. And this is not just a thought in this is not just smoke in general oh well you know when i 15 years from now the you know you know what the most single um frequent goal when in the exit planning part when you ask someone well tell me when do you think you might <coughs> you might want to be, uh, retire or be ready to retire uh, no I, it'll be fascinating to hear the answer what what the what most is, frequent answer to that is it's it's answered as either A or B. A or B is when I reach 65 years old. That's one of the most common answers. Or the person says, well, about 10 years from now. Hmm. And the reason they say 10 years from now is that so far in the future in their mind that the mind goes to, so therefore I don't have to do anything right now. 
Yeah. Well, actually, you do have to you have to get prepared. <laughs> right. Because it takes yeah, it's not this is not this is not like a light switch. I can't come in tomorrow and go, oh, by the way, I'm handing my business off to my son. Goodbye. It doesn't work that way. It does take planning. You said one to three years for certain situations. I think having a 10-year vision and saying we're going to work systematically to put things in place and to really, you know, my my vision for my company is to build it so it runs without me. So that I can figure out how I want to hand it off when that day comes. But that's something we're working on that hopefully in the next three years, it'll be in that position. Now, I'll still work in the business as I want to, but it's not dependent on me so that if the plane crashes, it's okay. My employees are going to be safe. My customers are going to be safe. And my family's going to be safe. That's how we need to be thinking. And that's short term. I, you know, we're still, we're just now planning the 50-year vision. And right. what that's right. what like to and, my family, my children's yeah. family. Well, and when it all comes back to the beginning of the process, what I'll say to you and kind of close on on that piece is, so therefore the role of the coach, you know, I mean, my role as the CEO coach, uh, when I'm working with a client, it's one thing you read about this, you know about these things, like I said, you can read Covey's book, but how many people actually go and do something about that? Right. If you work with someone like me, who's a coach, that's going to be in my notes and on my agenda when you and I talk as what are some of the priorities that we're going to be dealing with. And when I come back and I'm seeing you every month for one meeting or two meetings, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be that nagging person. It's like, I'm not going to be forgetting about. So Michael, where, where are we on this? Which of these four are we going to do? Now? Right. Well, the other aspect of having somebody like you is you have resources to bring to the table, because if I'm saying, well, I want to plan this, I, I now I have to go research all these different plans and all these. Different, and you're saying, no, no, no. Here's the one we're going to use for now. Here's the structure. And oh, by the way, between now and our next call, here's what I want you to do. These three things. Go do that, Michael. And so that's the value of somebody like you for business owners. Let me, um, and, and I want I want you to share with people um, where they can find out more information about you, because this is a fascinating topic, the leadership, strategic planning, the exit plan for any business. Here, here's the myth that I believe for a long time, uh, the internet myth, that one person runs this internet company and they're making seven figures. Okay, that's a myth. They have people behind them. You just never hear about them or see them, right? Sure. It's just right. a four-hour work week. Well, he didn't do that by himself. He had people. <laughs> he had to plan for the exit. We need to plan for the exit. That's why, Steve, I'm glad that you were here to share with people this, this, this trifecta, this intersection between leadership, strategic planning, and our exit plan, beginning with the end in mind. How are we going to build our business with the right people so that it, it will outlive us in one form or another? Right. That's really the question that we're putting on the table. Steve Brody, um, how do people get in, get in touch with you? This has intrigued them. How would they reach you? So there's really two ways, a couple of easy ways. I mean, one, if they're a LinkedIn user or have a pro, they can go to LinkedIn and just go look up my name. And I have extensive information that's there on LinkedIn. And they can find that and find ways of reaching me there. Secondly, on there and including in that profile is I do have a website overall that describes these different services and, and they can go to my website, which is called BrodyAssociates.net. And I know you may include some of that information in your follow-up, but they can go to BrodyAssociates.net, uh, look at that and they can leave a contact to reach me. Uh, and then I do have for them what I'm willing to 
to give away to any of your listeners of, as a free resource of the, 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 the strategic planning aspect that I talked about as the second element of uh, in using the tools that are in the Rockefeller habits is the one that I use. There's some templates there that I have, and I'm happy to share that with some of your listeners. So if they'll just contact me or, or the information that you give them and, and contact me and just say they'd like those free tools about strategic planning, I'll send them a few templates that they can look at to see how they can organize uh, their thoughts about where they go, where, where they go with the company and, and how that gets communicated with their people. That's awesome. Okay, so Steve Brody, uh, BrodyAssociates.net. I'm gonna have all of that in the show notes. But man, thank you for uh, for being here for ex- expounding on this really interesting and intriguing concept of leadership, strategic planning, and exit planning, and how those three really do work together as we are building our business uh, for today and, for, and really for the future. Having that vision, that insight of how do we begin with the end in mind? So, Steve, thank thanks again for being with me, and it's been fascinating for me. Great, my my pleasure, and I hope uh, I hope people get some good uh, ideas or insights out of that. And happy if they want to follow up, you know, with me or through you, we can we can help make that happen to help give them some some insights. Well, I think it's great, and yeah, I inc- always encourage people to reach out to you because you're just you're a great guy who would who would have conversations like this with somebody who's scratching their head, going how have a conversation with Steve, reach out to him, find him on LinkedIn or at brodyassociates.net. Well, thanks for uh, listening to another episode of Expert Speak and um, tune in next time when we have another great topic and uh, another great guest who's similar in uh, breath and wisdom as Steve Brody, my guest today. Thanks again, Steve. Have a great day. Uh, Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.